just a thought that uh, i have seen that the basic uh, the basic approach the 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 very base of how a, a woman is looking at the world as well as i have come near to a woman's mind and i have tried to understand is that they think through a lens that i cannot even fathom and that obviously has the kid in the center they are always thinking about a family in fact uh, when i look at societies or when i look at colonies when i look the whole thing or when i look go to a mall or anywhere i find that every kind of uh, infrastructure that has been uh, laid in the name of uh, civilization has been laid keeping the family in the center and family basically means that you are you know simple uh, nature's game of because ultimately what we are we are we are products of nature and everywhere when i look at in nature the only two things are getting that save the body and propagate the body genes are being saved genes are being propagated so i always find that the basic thing that civilization is doing is that they are saving the human body and they are propagating it here what i find is that because the woman's role is that they are they are the ones who are creating that body inside uh, whereas man has the free will of uh, impregnating maybe two or three uh, women it, it it doesn't have any kind of uh, what we can say liability or collateral liability just after the act so i i have observed that for a woman the family the kid is very important that 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 nest is very important this woman that you are talking of is she a function merely of her body or also of the school she studied in the college and university she went to the the belief system she inherited from her grandfather and mother the kind of things she saw in the movies and the serials is she a function merely of her body or also of these things but these things are also a genesis they are coming from somewhere the university or the belief system no they are not really coming from the woman herself they are coming from the collective ignorance of mankind and and the ignorance might have started from the biology itself that's true yeah the ignorance starts from the body itself right and the ignorance is therefore on both the sides acharya ji i mean the uh, marxist feminists say i mean it's a very cliche statement that sex is created sex is born but gender is created so the probing fundamental probing is in the process of gendering so sex is assigned to you uh when you are born by the doctor seeing the chromosome that you carry and your genitals but the gender that is assigned to you and the process of gendering Fully is agree. indeed very complicated Fully agree that's the, why the female gender in let's say india huh will be very different from a person of the same gender in a first world country but physically they will be absolutely alike two kinds of bodies are born and so what forces decide 
which body is going to become so called man and which body is going to become a woman in this sense the lgbtq discourse is very revolutionary because they have proven that a a female body can also be a man that you can have genitals i mean you can have a vagina and be a man so this is a, a revolution uh, which is really trying to deconstruct the process of gendering ki agar if you are a male you have to be a man only so so the problem uh, I, my argument that that i would want my basic argument is that uh, when it comes to i totally agree with the fact that uh, a, a, a woman is born but but gendering is something that is a that is a yeah my uh, argument here as far as my observation or my conviction stands is that the biology has a very vital function in the basic approach of how they perceive the world and that has the kid in the center that is one of the most core values of their existence because logically speaking just my own logic if i if i may that nature we we are a part of nature apart apart from the apart from the fact that spirituality enables us to go beyond nature but we are a part of nature what are our basic function okay we have the civilization we are earning we are but, but ultimately is propagating the body so if the basic function of our existence as human beings or as any kind of creature in the animal kingdom is save your body and propagate the body then the basic approach propagates from that uh, objective and that object objective in itself uh, when looked at from a woman's perspective it is that they have to uh, think about the kid they have that they, i matlab theek hai gendering mein with gendering the intensity with which they value that uh, uh, objective that may change a, a, a woman in america they might she she might not think about a kid or might not favor so much but the fact that they have that value system of thinking about the kid itself i think that very value system that that very value or that that very outlook is something that is missing in man no it's not missing, missing in man it's relatively it's relatively smaller in man but all that you are saying is applicable only as long as we take ourselves as physical beings as as you said parts of the animal kingdom driven purely by our physical desires if we are driven purely by that then obviously we we live to just uh, eat and reproduce but that's not where we stand as uh, human beings i would agree that uh, even in a well educated and uh, spiritually liberated uh, woman the the desire for a kid would be probably relatively uh, larger uh, compared to that in a man but i don't suppose that kind of a difference is a problem because ultimately the earth does need kids and i am saying this with all consideration we are talking of responsible reproduction we are not talking of zero reproduction 
So, we are not uh, wanting a state where the woman becomes an absolutely zero woman with no desire at all to be a kids. That is not the objective, is that? That is not the objective. What we want to talk of is whether the compulsive uh, desire or passion to keep the kid in the family at the center of her life is necessary, right? If the kid is just one of things in her life, what's the problem? What's the problem? Nobody would say in his right senses that we want a situation where the fertility rates drop to absolute zero. That's nobody's objective. No? We started with we started with the uh, question uh, not being upfront, but it's not about just men, women uh, in the society generally in the uh, urban society when nobody is upfront they they talks in terms of like hints symbols like incorporates in in like like for example if somebody handicapped we don't say handicapped we say some, some nice words. euphemisms and, and like we hide that so like the facts like totally see that's when these things are absent in your life fearlessness love truth hmm? when the relationship has a lot of love then you are not afraid to be blunt because you know the other one would understand you also know that the other one would not be hurt you also know that being straight and Blunt and direct deepens love. So, you are not going to hesitate then. Equally, when you value truth a lot, then you do not want to deal in symbols and you know, indirect kind of diplomatic behavior. But when the most important values are missing and there is a lot of fear and there is a, is a chronic need for security, then you do not open up. Hmm? So, when that is happening, we probably need to look at the entire ecosystem rather than one single gender. Hmm? Why is there so much of fear in the environment? And also, mind you, when there is fear, it would be affecting not only one gender, but the entire population. Hmm? In one gender, it is more readily visible, more readily visible to the other gender, hmm? because the other gender does not behave in that way. So, they can spot it out, or you know, she is, she is being just too roundabout. But the same kind of fear in the ecosystem is troubling men as well. Won't it be pertinent to see how even men have to um, cater to their own insecurities and their own stereotypes and their own false beliefs, right? Because if women have been trained to live and behave and be in a certain way, equally men have been trained to live and believe and be in a certain way. At this point, I'll. Present a, a certain thing to you all.
you see there are what we call as womanly values right you can identify a woman um, with those values human being giving value to this this and this and you will be easily able to say this person is a woman hmm? with almost 90 95% accuracy another human being giving value to this 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 thing for example somebody giving giving mm, value to what do women give value to typically what would you say yes children, children and the nest and clothes hmm? clothes Emotion. emotionality so these you could call as the female values for want of a better word i know it's a generalization but because it is a general thing so generalization here is not very useless and then there are a set of what we can call as the manly values right what do you call as the manly values achievement chivalry achievement ambition aggression what we probably need to consider is whether there is a third set of values superior to both these sets no point declaring one set higher than the other if we indeed are uh, caged consciousnesses yearning for freedom then neither the womanly values nor the manly ones take us to our liberation do they one is emotional one is logical neither of them necessarily give to you what you want if i am the suffering consciousness logic does not take me to liberation nor do my emotions because they all arise fundamentally from the same center of bondage that which is arising from your bondage cannot lead you to liberation so she is emotional he is logical right she cares more for the nest he cares more for ambition neither her nest will bring her deliverance nor would his ambition bring him freedom right so is it men versus women or is it so that both men and women are equal partners in their slavery it's just that either side calls its own slavery as better than that of the other side i am enslaved you are enslaved but because i am enslaved i call my slavery better than your slavery had this been an all women gathering i am sure they would have had much the same things to say about men same in the sense of opposite hmm? opposite things in the same tenor why are men like this why are men so so ugly why can't men understand subtle things why do they have to be so gross what's what's 
convoluted to us what's convoluted and dishonest to us may be subtle and uh, subtle mysterious them. and subtle beautiful and to them aesthetically nice aesthetically. do you really have to punch in somebody's face to communicate that's how they say <laughs> they say the way men talk to each other is like punching each other in face very gross now it's very gross what we are calling as convoluted and roundabout is is in their language subtle and aesthetically beautiful which is not true <laughs> i agree that that's not the case us, that's not the case to anybody see just as your manly stuff is a great thing only to you similarly their womanly stuff is obviously great only in their own value system it's not an absolute uh, virtue there has to be a third set that both men and women have to be educated into indoctrinated into hmm? if you turn the man into more of a man then he is just an alpha gorilla right if you turn the woman into more of a woman then she is just the mate of the alpha gorilla right i don't know how it sounds but from where i see it the man has to be demand hmm? the woman has to be dewomanized i'm not talking of emasculation don't get me wrong i'm not talking of neutering and stuff the man has to be liberated of the social and biological values that give him the persona of the man equally the woman has to be liberated of the biology and the history that turns her into the kind of woman that we see on the road degendering yeah degendering that degendering has to happen and equally a love and appreciation for the right values right and gender independent values has to be fostered in both the boy and the girl the man and the woman truth is beautiful the woman is not beautiful the man is not beautiful either truth is beautiful have a thing for truth compassion is wonderful hmm? she is gorgeous he is handsome none of that is a patch on compassion the compassionate one stands heads and shoulder above the gorgeous one or the handsome hunk so these values have to be uh, there see ishwankar i can see you restless but the thing is if in this society you are seeing a lot of distorted women the law of duality dictates that there would be an equal amount of distortion in the men as well because both are products of the same ecosystem you cannot just say oh the women are distorted the women might be distorted and i concur that a lot of women are indeed distorted 
but an equal kind of distortion would then there be necessarily present in the men folk as well. Both the genders have their own set of problems. And hence, unless both are taken care of, neither can be taken care of. Hmm? Men's liberation just cannot happen without women's liberation. Sariji, in light of what you just said, uh, it's like small digression, but I'm sure it will add value to the discussion. Would you want to comment on uh, this Indic symbol, Ardhanarishwar? It seems that it is a mixture of both the genders. It is not a mixture and that pertains to something totally different. The way you see the Ardhanarishwar image, to me that's a distortion. Everything that exists in the language of uh, Sankhya Darshan is Prakriti which has been taken as feminine. So the entire body is female. Body means everything that exists, everything that is bodily. So the body itself is female. The world, the universe itself is female because it exists. That's how the thing has been connoted in the philosophy. And everything that exists has at its heart something that is non-existent in the sense of being formless, formless, nameless. So there is Shakti, the female, which is bodily. And at the heart of Shakti is Shiva. That is the right depiction of Arthanarishwar. We see something else. Now, what is shown, that what, what's shown uh, normally, uh, I beg to say with all due consideration, is a caricature. Hmm? You, you take 50% woman and 50% men and rivet them together. That's not Arthanarishwar. This kind of uh, symbolism is coming from people who just don't understand what that great word means. Shiva and Shakti are not two halves glued to each other. Shiv is the heart of Shakti. Shakti is not one half of Shiva. All that exists is Shakti herself, the feminine. Entire existence is feminine. At the heart of that feminine existence is Shiva. And sh Shakti includes both man and woman. All that exists. All that exists. Man, man woman, the road, the concrete, the, the third gender, the fourth gender, the fifth gender, all that is feminine. Everything is feminine. Why are they called it feminine? Because, I mean, it's again got distorted into like See, women it's are. Like, it's like this. Prakriti is It's like this. I mean, you'll have to understand it almost uh, graphically. Because Acharyaji, those who charge Hinduism of sexism, they take, I mean, these two words, Purush, first, first mistake they do is they, they call, equate Purush with man. And then they say that uh, why, why did these... No, no, Purush is not man. Purush is consciousness. Mm -hmm. Pur is a fort. Pur. The same word is also used for man. I mean, it's used for man, it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Right? Knowledgeable people do not hide behind coincidences. 
in all languages of the world we have words that have two or three meanings in two or three different contexts right d e a r you know of the number of meanings it holds hmm my dear dear is very dear now it would be uh, quite in fact uh, uh, malignant of me to pick up one meaning of the word and impose it on the other one which is then totally unrelated thing in a different context hmm? so purush is consciousness purush does not mean may may man or male no pur means fort purush is the resident of the fort the fort is the world in general or the body in particular this is the fort in this fort lives the purush now the body of the male is a fort and equally the body of the female is also a fort so the purush lives both within the male and the female right so in social language you have the physical male and the physical female in spiritual existential language you have the physical male who is a female and the physical female who is obviously a female and the only male is a cleaned or liberated consciousness that is the only male that is the only purush everybody else is female so men are females with male genitals women are females with female genitals but everybody is in the spiritual sense a female but why do you want to get confused bringing in the male female and then you do not know who is a male who is a female and get totally confused and end up entering the wrong washroom and get beaten up so <clears throat> so keep that aside in social language you have the physical male and the physical female in spiritual existential language you have the physical male who is a female and the physical female who is obviously a female now these two sets they appear opposite to each other but they are actually one will remain caged there with the hope that one day circuiting the same loop will bring us out of the loop if the woman is caged in the house why don't you want to say that the man is caged in the office liberation lies in valuing what would turn you into a qualified human being qualified in the sense of being existentially there high up there